Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast, episode 112. Hey, friends, welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the Joyful Courage Podcast, a place for information and inspiration on this conscious parenting journey. I am your host, Casey O'Rourke. I am a positive discipline trainer and parent coach, also a participant on this life journey, this never-ending personal growth and development workshop called Parenting. Yes, I am. I am with you. I am in the trenches. It is Sunday. The show is going live on Tuesday. I am feeling a little bit overwhelmed, just keeping it real because isn't it so true that no matter what your plans are in life, um, stuff shows up, right? Challenges show up. We cannot control things, it turns out. I mean, I don't know about you, but that is very disconcerting to me. Uh, it, it, I, I am a controller. I'm a controller, everyone. Like, okay, hi, my name is Casey and I am a controller. I am currently in recovery around controlling everyone and everything and thinking that I somehow have the ultimate say in the way that life has to look for everyone. And that is currently biting me in the ass. So, you know, there's been some pretty deep soul work going on over here in Joyful Courage land. And I'm happy to say that I am choosing into it. I really am grateful for everything that's showing up because whenever we are challenged, right? Whenever we are challenged or invited into some really big, hard work, the other side is always better, right? The other side is always better. So um, yeah, I'm really working on my own path of letting go and surrender and trusting that everything happens for a reason. And when we choose in, like I said, what's on the other side is only going to be better, right? That is where I'm at right now. In case you were wondering, (laughs) if you're a new listener and you're thinking like, whoa, what is the deal? I thought this was a interview show. Why is she talking about her own life? Well, this is, this is how it is over here at Joyful Courage. I keep it real. Um, I do not show up as an expert. I show up as a journeyer, just like all of you. And the journey is, you know, sometimes it's a downhill journey and sometimes it's an uphill journey. The terrain is, can be rough. The terrain is exactly as it should be so that we can grow and evolve as human beings. And um, yeah, I'm in it. I'm in it with you. So I'm really excited about the show today. Uh, I have Marin and Angela, the two hosts of Homeschool Unrefined, which is another podcast. And uh, I was hooked up with them through a follower of mine on Instagram. She said, you should really check these gals out. I did, even though I am not a homeschool mom, I so appreciate their come from around being open um, and really listening and being connected to our kids and our family in a way that allows us to create an environment for growth and learning. And I think you will find whether you have kids in school or you are a homeschool parent that you will be taking away all sorts of juicy nuggets from this conversation. These two gals are on a mission to create 
a community and a space for homeschool families where things don't have to look perfect, where we are embracing the messiness that comes with, you know, not only parenting, but with being our children's first teachers. They are dedicated to keeping things simple, real, and fun. And I'm just really excited to share our conversation with you. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Stick around at the end. I have a really exciting offer to be making and um, yeah, enjoy the show. Hi, Marin and Angela. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hi, Casey. I'm so glad that you're here. We are Me so too. glad to be here. <laughs> Thank you for having you're us. You're welcome. Please share a little bit with my listeners about your journey of doing what you do. Angela, yeah. do you want to start? Sure. Okay. Marin and I, uh, we have been friends for a long time. We've been friends since college. That's mm-hmm. nearly, well, that's mm-hmm. 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> just embrace it. It feels very yeah, it's weird. Tw- it's 20 years. It's 20 years. We'll just say it. Yeah. Um, and we were both public school teachers before we decided to homeschool. And then we decided to homeschool about around about the same time. We have kids about the same age. And we decided to homeschool. And then last year, we uh, really wanted, we really felt like we should do this homeschool podcast. And Myron, maybe you want to talk a little bit about why we decided to do that. Yeah, well, we, before we did full-time homeschooling, we were both, we both sent our kids to the same school and it was like a part-time homeschool thing. And so they'd be at school Monday through Wednesday and they were home Thursday and Friday. And we started like a coffee hour kind of with some parents from the school. And we just sensed this need for way more encouragement and just empowering homeschool parents. And I think there's a lot out there on social media, just, you know, like in any genre that if you're looking on social media, you're going to see a lot of like amazing things happening. And so in the home, when you're following all these homeschool parents, you just can sometimes like feel a little like, Oh, I am just not doing anything amazing. (laughs) And so, you know, we're just, I'm just making it through today. And so that is an accomplishment. And we were just, just felt like we wanted to be a presence kind of for real homeschooling. Like, you know, we want to be able to admit our failures and have encouragement, have a group of encouraging um, people come alongside us and just kind of do this together. And we wanted to enjoy it. So instead of comparing with each other, we wanted to just like be with each other and feel good about what we were doing. I love that. I love that. It sounds a lot like my choice, my choosing into podcasting as well. It's like there's this glamorized view of what it looks like to be a parent. And my my little niche is like this conscious, positive parenting place. And then it's, you know, it's rainbows and unicorns all the time. (laughs) And so I thought, you know what? I lose my shit sometimes. And we need to talk about that. It's okay. So I'm hearing you say like normalizing. Yes, exactly. And, you know, when that happens, that doesn't mean like you should just jump ship and like you, it's not like 
you need to say, I'm just not cut out for this. I can't do this. Right. No, this is just real life. Yeah. And let's just help each other out here. Will you talk a little bit about your decision to homeschool? Yeah, sure. I can start with that. I think, um, you know, like Marin said, we both did this part-time thing for probably, I don't know, four, four or five years maybe. And then um, I just really felt a desire for more connection with my kids and less hurried, scheduled lives. And uh, I felt like it just for me, speaking for me personally, I feel like when I have a lot on the schedule and I'm trying to meet other people's expectations, I tend to get really stressed out. And then that gets passed along to my kids. And I feel like that's, that's not how I wanted our family life to be. And so since we've decided to homeschool, we actually kind of, my husband was traveling and we went with him. And so we were homeschooling kind of just, you know, accidentally or whatever, full time for a few months. And it felt great. I felt our life was relaxed and fun and happy. And I thought, you know, I should just give this a try. So, mm -hmm. full, you know, full time. And so we did. And it's been really great. We, my husband travels for work. And so we're able to pick up and go and travel with him, which is probably it's, it's another huge reason, reason that we've decided to do this. Yeah. What kind of places? So, where do you go? What kind of traveling oh, do well, you do? <laughs> nothing real exciting but <laughs> not like world traveling <laughs> not yet not yet but we do have dreams of you know going on some sort of sabbatical and traveling other exciting places in the world but um no he has part of his work is in arizona mm -hmm. and so we would go there every winter oh, every nice. january for like a month with him because you know we live in minnesota so um <laughs> That was that was a big deal. <laughs> a good month to go to Arizona. It was a good month. And so we've kind of kept on doing that. Um, and then other than that, just for little small like trips here and there. Well, and it's funny, uh, Marin, that you mentioned like looking at what you see on social media and like the glamour, the glitz and glamour of homeschooling. <laughs> of, of home. I So full transparency, <laughs> I think most of my listeners know, but I uh, I am a send them to school mom. And mm -hmm. today was the first day. Um, and <laughs> I have a really good friend, shout out to Jessica Serna, who this last year took her, her and her husband bought an RV, a really nice RV. And they did a year on the road and covered like Sweet. the United, the whole United States. And I loved watching vicariously through their Instagramming. And there was this little voice in my head that was like, you are a loser. Look at what Aww. these people are doing and you have not yeah, left right? Monroe yeah. in three months or whatever, you know? So yeah. I get okay. that. I get that. Um, do you have anything yep. else that you want to share about your choice into homeschooling, Marin? Um, I think, well, I think it probably, there was probably a seed that even started when I was teaching and just thinking, oh, I kind of felt a little constrained just by what I was teaching. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, there are so many great things that each of these kids would probably love to learn about and I just can't do it. Um, and so I think when I had kids, I, that kind of got stronger and I just felt like I needed more freedom. And that's kind of part of my personality too, is I just like to have that kind of freedom. And, and so, um, when we found we, you know, Angela and I both started sending our kids to the school and then we, the two of us started having these conversations about maybe homeschooling. And it was so helpful. I got to tell you to know that, um, 
it was even a possibility to have a good friend of mine doing it with me. Yeah. Um, because I, I don't know, it would have been real hard to do it on my own. Yeah. <laughs> honestly. So, yeah. Well, and your website yep. says that you want parents to feel good about what they're already doing because so much learning happens in the work and play of every day. And it is easy to doubt yourself when hearing about what others are doing or discovering a new curriculum. So talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, sure. I think, um, I think as a homeschool parent or uh, any kind of parent, or person, it is so easy, like we were just talking about, to look at what other people are doing and then see this deficiency in yourself. Yeah. Or like I, like you were talking about with the RVing, I'm not doing that. My kids are missing out. And yeah, you need to get is, it together. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> an RV. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it can be anything, but the reality is you're doing lots of things that maybe your friend isn't doing, you know? Right. And we are all like, I think we all tend to doubt ourselves. And I think that's really unfortunate because we all have so much to offer. And the truth is your kids need you as a parent and they need your particular gifts and skills. And you need to, it would, it's best for your kids if you um, are able to let those shine through and teach them all the things that you know. Yeah. Exactly. Like, uh, you know, I just think, I think when I see a lot of people on social media homeschooling, I my downfall is um, I feel bad about how I plan because I am not a huge planner. <laughs> I'm not good at planning. It's not my forte. And but guess what? I'm really good at going on adventures with my kids, and yep. um, I have a really great um, library of books. You know, like I have other things that I do well. We play a lot of good music at our house, and so um, those kind of things might seem like real small when you see somebody yeah. doing all this amazing planning. That's really good stuff. Yeah. That is really good stuff. Yeah. So I have to keep telling myself that like every day, this is good stuff that I'm doing. It doesn't look like probably 99% of what everybody else is doing, but it's good. Yeah. I love that. There's that inner journey of trusting yourself. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. And yeah. I think that shows yeah. up in parenting in a variety of ways. And it sounds like right. definitely in the vastness of homeschooling, because homeschooling feels super like vast. I think that's oh, what freaks yeah. me out. It's like, oh my God, there's just so many choices and like, so many. Ah! it's overwhelming. It definitely Very. is. Yeah, for sure. So what yeah. are some of the biggest issues? Cause now you have this podcast and you've created this community. I know you have a, I, you have a Facebook group page. What are some of the biggest issues that show up in your community? This podcast is sponsored by Factor. Are you old enough to remember TV dinners? They came in those tin trays and each part of the meal had its own little compartment. I remember eating those and watching Happy Days, followed by Three's Company, maybe a little Laverne and Shirley. I am that old. Well, the situation has been totally upgraded by Factor. Factor makes delicious, ready-to-eat meals. And unlike those quick meals of the past, every 
meal from Factor is fresh, never frozen, chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including meals that are calorie smart, protein plus, and keto if that's your thing. Also, there's more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. In my last order, we got red chicken chili tamale bowls and Italian sausage pizza casserole, as well as other delicious meals that my family loved. Plus, there's breakfast and smoothies and all sorts of other add-ons to make life simpler while also keeping it healthy. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. They've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Right now, head to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use code joyful50 to get 50% off. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50 to get 50% off. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. In general, could be homeschooling, could just be parenting. What are you, what are you hearing from people? I would say kind of what we just were talking about. I think parents are lacking confidence. Mm-hmm. I think they are wondering, like, am what I is what I am doing enough, which is really, am I enough for my kids? I think it's hard because the standard is sending your kids to school. Mm -hmm. And so you see that, you know, over here as this thing that everybody else does. And so then you wonder like, I'm not a, I'm not a trained teacher or like, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. And so you can really start to doubt yourself. So what I, I don't know, I think that's one issue that we see a lot, Maren, mm-hmm. is just this confidence. Yes, like people definitely. don't have confidence in what they're doing. Absolutely. And I think parents, I mean, people in general, but parents especially, I feel like they need to borrow your faith in them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't that's have true. faith in themselves and they just need somebody to say, you've got this, you can do this. And yeah. look at what you have. Look at yeah. what you have inside of you right now. <laughs> you can this. Yeah, I think because the truth is, like, if you take any any kid, and I'll just pick one of mine, for example, like, if you pick my son, and we scoured the earth for the best teachers for him, you know, 
it would not be this one teacher over here with 20 years experience. It would be me and my husband mm -hmm. because we know him the best. We love him the most. We see things in him um, and we appreciate things about him and we can nurture these things in him. That doesn't necessarily mean that I should teach him academically. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying you as a parent uh, are like the one of the best teachers for your kids. And you sharing your gifts with them is so yeah. important. We talked, we actually just recorded an episode yesterday that's going to come out next Monday. And it's about letting go of perfectionism. And I think that kind of can be part of this where like, I think there is a tendency, I mean, if you have chosen to homeschool, you have made a choice about like, made a very conscious choice about like making, you know, making this different making this education experience different. So you have something in you that's probably a little bit perfectionistic in, in that way. And so, and that can be a strength and it can also be your downfall. Mm -hmm. If you're like always thinking like, I'm not doing this right. I'm not doing this right. And by the end of the day, we, you haven't met all your expectations and then you just feel like a failure. So um, I think we just need to, I mean, parents in general, um, definitely need to just like shift our expectations sometimes. Is it really the outcome of getting a perfectly clean bedroom? Is that really what you want at the end of the day? Um, or are you striving for, you know, a good, better connection with your kids? Mm -hmm. You know, what is your, what's your main goal? I think it's real important to kind of be really conscious about that. I love that. And I, I'm just connecting so many dots listening to what you're mm -hmm. talking about because um, especially going back to that the standard is sending your kids to school. So you guys are kind of going against the grain, right? Even though sure. I know yeah. that like even in my town, there's a homeschool connection school where families can use it as a resource. And it's funny because often I, my friends who go there always say, I always expect to see you there. It's so weird that you're not there. Like you should be there, but you know, it's all good. We've made our choices yeah. and it's working yeah. out. Um, but that confidence piece. And because again, I'm often talking about being more intentional in parenting, right? Being yeah. conscious, being present, trusting mm -hmm. that the relationship that you have with your kids is actually going to be enough to shift yes. behavior, yeah. right? That, mm -hmm. that, that it's really, and that's not popular culture. Popular culture is oh. reward and punishment. And yeah. so yep. we have to really let go of, am I doing this right? And lean into trusting that you are the perfect right. teacher for your parent and that your children actually, I always say this, I love this. Your kids picked yeah. you, everyone, listeners. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Your kids picked you, yes, because you're the perfect teacher for them, but also because they're the perfect teacher's for you. Oh, <laughs> right, yeah. right. So all that stuff that shows up when you're choosing, like, oh, is good. this the right curriculum? Is this the right adventure? Am I enough? That whole conversation, you just have to trust that. Yes, you are right. Yeah, yes, exactly. that you are. So true. So true. So, so true. And so hard. Yeah. So and hard. So, well, as hard simple. as you want to make it right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's simple. And yet you, it's just like a constant thing you're working on right all the time right and I'm I'm guess yeah and that's 
that there's no, and I'm guessing it's the same in the homeschool context. Like there's not really an end point. It's just that daily, you know, looking for opportunities to expand and grow and learn and be together. You guys talk a lot about following your kid's lead and that Mm -hmm. whole self-directed interest-led learning. Will you tell me a little bit more? Will you kind of tease that apart a little bit for me and for the listeners? Sure. Okay. Um, Well, you know, I really believe that kids learn best when they feel loved, connection, when they feel safe, you know, when those emotional needs are met, that's when they're going to learn the best. And so um, in order for the academic subjects to happen, that's when that's what's needed. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's crying or fighting or worry, worried behavior or whatever, they're just it's just the learning is not going to happen. Hey, friends, I just wanted to pop in just for a minute or two and acknowledge that I just had a birthday. I just had a birthday. I turned 44 years old and I, and that that's weird. (laughs) I'm sharing this because um, what will be showing up this year in my work has been deeply inspired by and in service to you and your growth as well as my own. And as I make this new turn around the sun, I just wanted to share that this year, my friend, is a year for deep personal transformation. And I know you thought we had already gone there and no doubt we have begun, but this year is really going to be a deep dive and I'm gonna lead by example. I will speak my truth and find my hidden vulnerability and plan on sharing from an ever evolving place of authenticity. You know that I'm learning with you and this parenting gig, I am in it on the front lines and riding the roller coaster with my two glorious teachers, not to mention my partner, just as you are doing the same. And why am I sharing this? Well, really what's happening is that I'm hearing from my soul's voice. I'm listening at a deeper level than I have before. And I'm really being called to share this experiencing this experience with you. And I'm being called to show up and reveal my own work in an ever deeper way, because this is what I am meant to do. Ah, my voice will grow louder. And as I push aside my own discomfort and speak more clearly from my heart, you will hear me calling to you. And I encourage you to check in with yourself. And when you feel that pull, when you hear that yes from your soul's voice, you do what you need to do to join me. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, you've heard me talk about the Mother's Journey Workshop that I'm taking around the Pacific Northwest this fall. This is this is my call to you. This is an offer of intimacy and sisterhood, an invitation to really open your heart and explore what exists there. This workshop is one of the ways that we can walk together on this journey. So my question is, are you being called to this circle? Is there a little ache in your belly, a soft voice saying, do it? Well, why don't you? What happens when you push aside all of the shoulds and need tos, when you release the schedule? What happens when you push aside all of that and say yes, yes to you, yes to your journey, your evolution, your work of being an ever more present and connected mama and woman? When 
was the last time that you were a yes to yourself? When was it? Well, I'm, I'm so excited. And I know this offer isn't for everyone. This is a call for mamas that are ready to elevate their practice to a new place, to work out the beliefs and the self-talk that are keeping you stuck in resentment or overwhelm and to celebrate all that's going well and all there is yet to discover on the path of motherhood. This is for you. I'm talking to you. So this Saturday, I'm going to be in Seattle at Ohm Culture Studio. There is still space in the training room for you to come and join us. I'm going to, on October 22nd, be in Portland at Gem Studio. There is still space in that training room for my Portland mamas or other mamas that I want to make a road trip. And then November 4th, I'm going to be in Boise. Location to be determined. And there's still room for you. So if you live near any of those places or if you're willing to travel to any of those places, here's the call. Hear the call. This is a space that I am so honored to get to hold. And I just wanted to pop in and give a little encouraging nudge to those of you that have been considering it. Time is running out and the rooms are filling up. So if you're a yes, be a yes. Head over to joyfulcourage.com slash mother's journey. Again, that's www.joyfulcourage.com slash mother's journey and enroll, register, join us. I can't wait to meet you there. Now let's get back to the interview. You can't necessarily uh, give a life lesson when everybody's (laughs) falling apart. Oh yeah. Right. So I'm hearing you talk about like that foundational piece, being connected, being in relationship, knowing your kids. That's totally true. And then also I wanted to say that, um, when they're interested in something, like, for example, I have a daughter who is super interested in baking, right? She loves to bake. Um, and she wants to do it every day. You know, last night she snuck out of her bedroom and grabbed a cookbook to read in bed. So she's learning so much stuff through baking. She's learning math. She's learning science because she's trying things. It's not working. She's having to do substitutions, whatever. She's, she's learning reading. reading. She's reading. <laughs> in bed. <laughs> she's yeah. reading a cookbook in bed. And I just feel like, um, I feel like if I sat down with her with like a math workbook and tried to work on fractions or, you know, a science curriculum or a reading curriculum, it wouldn't be as interesting to her. Right. But doing baking, now that's interesting. And that's going to get her, that's going to get her attention and make her want to learn that stuff. Do you have like a checklist? I mean, I think about, (laughs) sorry, this is like total, I do not know about homeschooling mom question, but like, how do you make sure? I mean, and maybe this is also my conditioning, right? That like, oh, there's the bench. I'm a public school teacher too, or former school teacher too. And it's like, we have the benchmarks and they, you know, all the different skills. Like, how do you, what do you do? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think, I mean, it is just a complete paradigm shift really. It is. Yeah. Homeschooling. And so it took me probably six months to get out of that checklist mentality and get more into um, this idea that like kids are going to learn when they're ready to learn. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and I think specifically for my kids, like I think about reading because my kids are way off the public school 
timeline for reading. I mean, really. So like for that, like I am, I really just wait for signs until they're ready. I mean, we, I have a very rich reading, like literature based environment. We do so much reading throughout the day, read alouds, audio books, you know, all this stuff. We write a lot. We do all this stuff, but when it comes down to it, they're going to learn when they're ready. And so I am going, I'm not going to push them or make them feel bad for two years or whatever until they can finally do it. Right. Be like, there, finally, (laughs) you know, we're not going to do that. We're going to just enjoy reading for those two years in a lot of different ways. And then when they get to their time to read on their own, they'll just, they're just going to take off then. Yeah. And I'm hearing trust show up there too. Right. Right. Yeah. Angela, did you have something? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I was going to say that when they are ready, it happens really quickly. It does. Yeah. It really you know, does. like you can spend two years or three years or whatever, like trying to read, teach reading or teach like division or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden when they're ready, it takes a day and they've yeah. got it. Yeah. So I'd just rather wait yeah. until they're ready. Yeah. 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 And that then makes sometimes for it's more of like a conversation than like a lesson necessarily. It's sometimes it's just really, really rich, deep conversations that happen. Or we go to the library and check out a really good book or something, or, you know, listen to a podcast about it. Um, so it's, it sometimes looks different than, you know, um, a traditional maybe setting. Well, and that leads me, and you've kind of spoken into this. So (laughs) there is that, you know, and as former teacher, well, as former, you're not former, you are teachers. (laughs) Well, we are former traditional school teachers, former traditional school (laughs) teachers. um, You know, there's such a big push, like just the conversations around kindergarten and how kindergarten used to be play based. And now it's so not. And, you know, in that push to get kids into activities as early as possible, which I totally slipped into, like my son, you know, at the local Y, they could be playing sports at you know, the three right. fours and it's hilarious. And the parents no, are on the field yeah. the whole time. Oh, listen, I got into that too. A lot of things like that too. Well, yeah. And it was so funny yeah. because there's the parents that totally get that this is not a real thing and it's just experiential. <laughs> and then there's the parents who are like super irritated that their oh, yeah. three-year-old wants them on the fields. Yeah. And why is, I mean, I remember my daughter was at a soccer camp once one year and she was I went to watch like the tournament or whatever, and she was playing in the sand on the yeah. sideline yeah. the whole time. Yeah. I was like, this is what we paid for. Yeah, but, yes. you know, it was an experience for her. It was great. But, right. Well, and so- also, I think at that age, at that three or four or five year old age, parents need a break. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. working so hard. And so you <laughs> see this activity <laughs> like, advertised in your community ed or whatever, and it like would give you an hour break and you're I'll like, take it. yes, I'm signing Anything. up. I, I don't <laughs> care what it is. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but even yes, and and what about those um that idea though that there should be some kind of like not mastery, but yes, yes, the break, the fun, the experience, that's one mindset. But then there's this other mindset around like, you know, going back to the reading thing, like, well, they need to be kindergarten ready and they need yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love the book Simplicity Parenting by Kim John Payne. And he speaks into this so well. And he talks about how our kids, a lot of times, in this time and age are, are getting into sports and intense things, intense activities so early in their life that they are burned out by the time 
that they're actually developmentally ready to do an intense activity. Mm-hmm. So like he talks about um, when you are like a tween or a teenager, that's when like you you are developmentally like kind of needing something intense. So you're either going to do, you know, volleyball or you're going to go get into something, you know, that's you're not going to get into something. Intense. You're going to get into something. So we might yeah. as well do something great. Get into got it. Get into a team or whatever. Um, but when they're six, they don't need that intensity. They just don't. Well, and, and it robs them of their playtime, which is what they really need. Time. They really need that time to be creative and just play. And, and playing is so rich. Yeah. Yes. How old are your kids, you two? When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought provoking experts and friends at Mindful Mama. We know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Mine are 12, 10, and 8. Girls, boys, both? Uh, girl, girl, boy. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I have a 10-year-old girl and twin 8-year-olds who are boy and girl, and then a 6-year-old girl. Okay. All right. I was yeah. just tapping in there on the tween. I hear you speaking about yeah. tweens. So, yes, <laughs> yes, my oldest is 14. Yes. So that's and, like teen. Not oh, teen. yeah. We're in it. <laughs> yeah. We are in it. The thick of it. She went to high school today. Oh, I mean, first day. Yeah. Wow. So crazy. And everything, I'm reading a really good book called Untangled. I just want to shout out to all the listeners and you too as well. But it's all about um, the teen girl brain. And I swear to God, it's like the author has been hiding out in my house (laughs) because every section that I read, I'm like, oh, how did that's exactly what happens? Yeah. Big time. I, I wrote that down. Me too. It's a good one. I tried to get her to come on my podcast, but apparently she's very busy. But I'm yeah. going to keep pestering <laughs> well, you had your You had your son on. I did. I did. Yeah. And, and I was actually going to interview Rowan, my, my teen daughter, about yeah. the concepts in the book and see what she thinks. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Anyway, but yeah, really I hear what you're saying about that intensity. And it's interesting too, in our town, there is, it's a big sports town. And especially like, there's a lot of kids that 
play multiple sports, but they're, even if they play multiple sports, it's always at like the highest level. Yes. Right. And parents are so busy and running around. I'm thinking like what you said earlier, Angela, about the stress of so many things on the calendar. I can't even, Um, I mean, I like like to think about like a jar. I know you probably all heard this analogy of the jar and you put the big rocks in first and then you can put the sand in around it and the sand fits. Right. But if you start with the sand, the big rocks aren't going to fit in. So you really have to like prioritize what are your big rocks? What are the big things that you really need every week? And then if there's time, sure, add in a gymnastics class or whatever. But right. right, you know, if it doesn't fit in, that's not the most important thing. Right. And yeah. add in a gymnastics class, not like competitive gymnastics. Right. Maybe, maybe that's not where you start. Right. There's a difference. And it it is kind of sad because my kids are getting up there, you know, like I have I have some tweens now. And because they weren't intense with the sports at a young age, um, now they're finding it's hard to it's hard to slide in. And yeah. so, because they feel like, oh, everybody else has been doing basketball for five years and I can't just come in as a beginner. Right. Yeah. And so that's really sad too. Yeah. So have you had experience with a finicky child? Cause I love the whole child led, like I really try to pay attention and I notice my own stuff around when I think that one of my kids is really getting into something and I'm like looking online sure. and Ooh, what else can we do with this? And then the next day they're like, nah, over it. Yeah, totally. Yep. Well, I think, you know, if you've committed to a class, you paid good money for that class. <laughs> We're not going to quit in the middle of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. You yeah. committed to that. Right. So well, you gotta, you gotta see that through, but you know, if you're in the middle of a book, that's just not working for you. I mean, Sure. I mean, I don't like to finish books that aren't good for me that I don't like, or, you know, if it's something like that, totally. Like it's good. I think it's a skill to know when to stop too. Yeah. I mean, there have been things that I was way into and then I was not like, you know, for example, rollerblading. (laughs) I I thought I was going to be a rollerblader and I bought these like expensive rollerblades (laughs) and I went rollerblading a few times and then I was like, Man, I'm over it. I'm kind of over it. And then if somebody had said to me, "Oh no, you got to keep doing this," you know, <laughs> yeah. you started, you have you got bought to keep those rollerblades. I know. <laughs> I would be like, "No, I don't think so." And that's yeah. happened several times to me. So I think it's normal. I mean, I oh, think gosh. like realizing that you trying something, you know, you think you're going to be into it, so you try it, and then you realize, "Oh no, wait, I'm not into it." I think that's totally normal. But like you said, Marn, if you've committed with either money or just like a verbal commitment, like I'm going to do this for this semester or this year or something, it is really important to follow that through. And that's also a good skill. Yeah. And how do you navigate when the kids are like, yeah, but I'm not really interested in this anymore. Yeah. Well, that is a great, I, yeah, I don't know. That's a really great conversation. I mean, I don't know if there's really an answer, but I think the process is so rich. That process of dealing with that. I mean, we did deal with that with my daughter because I did the same thing. I got into this idea. She's super musical. She has been since she was little. So when she was quite young, she started violin lessons. And it was like an intense (laughs) violin lesson. Like it was Suzuki. So what was I thinking? I don't really know. But I mean, I think it's actually. You were thinking you had a prodigy child. And you better make sure she has the best teacher ever because it's going to be a long life of. 
if you're gonna do it, go in, go all go in, all in, right? Yep. <laughs> well, it was, it was, it ended up being just too intense. It was yeah. too intense all around, and she wasn't even saying she wanted to quit, but I could see it was time. It was time to quit. So for now, and I just told her we're gonna take a break. We're just gonna take a break. It's not like this is forever. If you're ready, if you want to go back another time, that's fine. But I think we should. I think we should take a break. <laughs> Yeah. I needed a break. <laughs> well, a few years ago, I thought it would be a really great bonding experience for my daughter, who was probably 12 at the time, and I to learn how to play the guitar together. And I yeah. was super, and she was like, yeah, let's do it. And so we signed up. I bought her this really cool sparkly blue guitar. You know, we were both super into Taylor Swift at the time. I was imagining her like sifting through her teen angst by writing songs. Like I had this whole visual of what would happen because we were going to learn to play the guitar together, like mother, daughter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I picked it, it up a lot. Yeah, yeah. 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 I picked it up pretty quick and she didn't. And that ticked her That's off tough. and she was like, I'm out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so that was really, in- and then I had to navigate just the like, yeah. what, wait, what, what? what? Like rejection of me, rejection of this, like letting go of the big dream. <laughs> and that's where parenting is just not, you cannot uh, bank on this end thing. That's going to be no. a perfect experience. What you have to bank on is going through experiences together, processing through things and talking through tough times and um, just, you know, listening and supporting like all that kind of stuff is so rich. And the end goal just like cannot be the thing yeah. that you're working the most at. Yeah. Right. And I'm hearing, I keep hearing this thing, this theme around connection, right? That you like that trust and that confidence really comes out of that, this deep and loving connection that you have with your kids. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. And when you think of, um, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the, the first one is, you know, physiological, then safety, um, belonging and love. And it's not until, you get those things met that you can even start getting to the next level, which is like understanding yourself, self-actualization and, yeah. and, and serving others. Like you can't even do that. You can't get to those levels until you're feeling safe and secure and taken care of. Yeah. So it's so important. So important. Cool. So foundation. Yeah. Foundation for sure. I mm-hmm. talk about it too. It's tending to that soil, right? Yeah, so that right. the flowers can bloom. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any, so as we wrap up here, do you have yep. any final thoughts for listeners? Can you, uh, yeah. Do you have any final thoughts for listeners before we, <laughs> before I end with my real final question? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Angela? Sure. Um, you know, I just want to, I just want to say that, um, you know, I've, we've chosen homeschooling this year, but I don't necessarily, I do not, I'm, we're not, a. am not, it's not a hill I'm going to die on. And I'm <laughs> like, I'm rethinking this decision all the time. And I think you can be, I think you can have deep connections with your kids, no matter where you choose to send them to school and no matter who's teaching them, I think, What's important is you sharing yourself with your kids and teaching them and letting them teach you Mm -hmm. and being humble throughout that whole process. Love that. 
Yep. So good. I don't know if I can top that. That's just also good, Angela. (laughs) I would just add, like, I I just want to reiterate probably what we talked about earlier, which is you cannot compare yourself to everyone else out there because they're doing their family service. And, you know, like you, you need to do you. So you have what's inside of you to to take care of your family and be the parent that your kids need. And it's different. It's going to be different than what everybody else is doing. And that's good. And um, your kids and your family is going to be served so much if you tap into that the most. So if that's homeschooling, great. If that's public schooling, whatever, whatever you are choosing to do, just make it like authentic, authentically yours. Mm, Love that. Authentically yours. So in the context of following our children's lead and really back to that whole thing about trust, I would love to know what joyful courage means to the two of you. There's no right answer. There's no right answer here. Your homeschool minds will love that there's no right answer. No right answer to this question. (laughs) I would say that it's just having the courage to trust yourself and your child. And, you know, you know your child and they're going to learn the most when they feel this connection with you. Um, And it takes a lot of courage, I think, to um, to let go of all the noise around you and be able to trust that. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Maren, do you have anything? That's also good, too. And yeah, I think it's just having being confident in who you are being. And sometimes that just takes that takes work. I think it takes work understanding who you are and realizing this is this is good. Like who I am is good. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's the courageous part of it. And then the joyful part of it, I feel like is finding joy in the processes of everything, you know, like this is a process. It's not perfect. It's a process. So like, if you can find joy in that, you are just going to, um, you're going to find joy in so many things. (laughs) Yeah. Love that. So much more. Where can listeners um, find your show and your groups and the work that you guys do in the world? Yeah, well, we are um, we have a podcast and you can find us on, you know, iTunes or Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app. It's called Homeschool Unrefined. We have a website. You can go to homeschoolunrefined.com. And we're both uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram. If you search Homeschool Unrefined, you can find us there. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you both so much for coming on. We love thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you, Casey. Yay. I love a good interview and I love making new friends. And that's exactly how it felt being in conversation with Angela and Marin. And you know, I'm gonna be on their show. I'm gonna be on their show. So you'll have to listen to that as well. Thank you all for being here and supporting. And I wanted to remind you that I have a little giveaway going on right now. I mentioned it last week during the solo show after going to see Glennon Doyle and her posse of empowering women speak. I was able to walk out with two copies of her book, Love Warrior. And the really exciting thing is that I already have a copy of Love Warrior. So I am giving these copies away. And the way that you can qualify 
to possibly win one of these is to head on over to iTunes, search for Joyful Courage Podcast, get into the rate and review and leave a review. I'm going to be choosing from all of those people that leave a review for my show and picking two listeners to gift one of the copies of Love Warrior 2. So head on over there and do that. You might be a winner. If you are not in the Live in Love with Joyful Courage Facebook group, what are you waiting for? It's such a great place full of celebration and support for each other. Super wise parents in there. And the conversation is deep and it's thoughtful and it's encouraging and empowering over in Facebook, live in love with joyful courage. Please join us there. You can also find me on Facebook. My business page is joyful courage, Instagram at joyful courage, Twitter at joyful courage. I am all around town. If you want to shoot me a private message, you can do that by emailing me at Casey at joyful Join the newsletter list on my website, which is joyfulcourage.com. I mean, come on, I'm here for you. Reach out, reach out and let me know. Feedback, questions, whatever you need, I am here for you. Thank you so much to my producer, Chris Mann, the man, the man with the plan who helps me put together these shows and makes them sound so pretty for all of you. Thank you, Chris. Appreciating you and everyone else. I will be back next week with a solo show. Can't wait. Have a beautiful, beautiful week with your family. Bye. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.